So I'm so excited to have the lovely, amazing, extremely smart Deanne Tate. She's hilarious, and most of all, she's smart because she's Republican. It's my podcast, guys. I can say whatever I want. Uh, she's an amazing campaign manager. I'm very grateful to her because she showed me around um, the Republican organizations around Orange County, and I really appreciate her having here. Welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you. Awesome. So how did you know you were going to be smart? I mean, a Republican. <laughs> well, actually, when I was about 12 years old, wow, I, I got the opportunity to be part of Young Americans for Freedom and Bill Buckley Ooh. himself, who started Young Americans for Freedom. Wow. And um, by the time I was 14, I joined, I became active. Let me age myself here. Uh, at 16, I was, uh, no, not 16, I was 15. I started working for uh, Barry Goldwater, senior, oh, wow. ready for- How was that? Like, well, it was, it was really great. I wanted to be a Goldwater gal. What's a Goldwater gal? A Goldwater like, gal, they got to wear, cowgirl outfits and hats oh, and stuff but hot. you had to be 18 oh, because okay. they slept around a lot okay. and uh so they didn't want any yeah, no, no so i went <laughs> yeah they didn't even do those days they just mm. uh anyway um so i i talked to barry jr okay. and his sister and a uh, peggy jr they're all juniors in that family mm. and uh said you know it's not fair because there's a bunch of us that want to do this so mm. They, um, they said, well, put it together. So I did. I had about 800 girls up and down the state of California. Mm -hmm. And uh, we wore our little blue skirts and white shirts and, and sashes. It's a Goldwater 64. Wow. And our hats. And we went to rallies and stuff and mm -hmm. dinners. And I remember one time went to this $10,000 plate dinner. That's when they weren't. Wow. There wasn't uh, restrictions on how much money you could give in those oh, days. Wow. And John Wayne was one of the uh, speakers. Were you here in Orange County? It was here in Orange oh, County, wow. yes. Wow, wow, wow. And um, so he was standing there, and he's, he's uh, talking. He's drunk, as just off of his feet. Mm -hmm. And he started leaning on me. And I was about 115 pounds at the time, tall, but 115 mm -hmm. pounds. Mm -hmm. And his son, Patrick, who later became a good friend of mine, mm -hmm. Patrick comes up, and he said, Dad, She's sinking into the ground. You're like a big guy. Get off of her. And he just kept on telling me, you got to be a Republican. This is the way you got to be. You know, it's really, really important. Love your country. And I'm going, yeah, yeah, Mr. Wayne. I'm happy into all that. I really, you know, love Goldwater, love the country and all that. So I got, I had a wonderful opportunity. And then after uh, the Goldwater campaign, um, Mrs. Reagan called me and asked me if I would do that for Reagan girls. Wow. So I started Reagan girls. Incredible. And um, just uh, from there, I went on to Barry Goldwater Jr. when he ran for Congress. I was his mm -hmm. deputy press secretary. Wow. And, you know, just on and on and ran my first campaign for Duncan Hunter Sr., not Jr., Junior used to ride on his tricycle around and bump into my desk all the time. Oh my God, screw that guy. But, <laughs> yeah, who knew that brat would grow up to be a crook? It was really sad. Anyway. I love all this insider info. <laughs> this is amazing. I love it. I love this. this and uh, so I, Duncan was my first real you know, campaign manager. And, mm -hmm. and uh, we beat a 22-year incumbent. Wow. And um, it was history from there. Um, Duncan ended up... Um, Staying in Congress, I think, 20-something uh, years until wow. his son took over. 
So it was, wow. uh, it was great. So that just launched my career in politics. Oh my, that. that's only the first question, guys. Oh my God, <laughs> isn't she freaking amazing? That's amazing. So actually you are organizing a campaign right now. Can you walk us through like what that is like in general? Like, okay, yeah. well, um, Peggy Wong is running for the 45th Congressional District here in Orange County. And um, it's, she's, you know, people, I have done a lot of campaigns all over the United States, from West Virginia to California and everything in between. And Peggy Wong is without a doubt the most, uh, how, do I, how do I say, she, she has it. She is, she knows everything. You throw out, I mean, we were at a, we were at a, a thing the other night, uh, or one of those forums, mm -hmm. and they asked the panelists, the other three people in her who were running, mm -hmm. and asked them a question about net neutrality. Mm -hmm. Nobody on that stage even knew <laughs> what, what net neutrality <laughs> was except for Peggy. <laughs> and, oh, in fact, hilarious. she was the last speaker when it got to her, uh -huh. she said, you did ask a question about net neutrality, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. <laughs> and the audience started cracking up because none of them had any idea. It was, okay. she knows everything. Mm -hmm. it's, she's so qualified. I'm mm -hmm. just amazed at how qualified. Every time I hear her speak, I learn right. something new. Oh, I love that. She's, a, she's a currently a state deputy attorney general. Mm -hmm. And uh, she even worked on the, uh, that bomber guy, but uh, I forget his name. But he lived in the shack house in the, I'm a transplant. Oh, I don't know anything. Okay, Unabomber. Oh, yeah, oh, Unabomber. Oh, wow. She worked on his case. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, That's, she's 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 amazing. She's just she amazing. looks like she's like 21 or something. I know. And she's in her incredible. mid 50s. So what? yeah. It's the Asian jeans people. She's the hottest, hottest person running for campaign. Yeah, I think Anyways. she's in her fifties. If she's oh, not, wow, that's I shouldn't amazing. say maybe she's in her mid forties. Who knows? I take it's that a, back. I take it back. Peggy, Asian... don't listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she's she's so qualified, and so um, I've known Peggy. Her husband happens to be my personal physician. Oh wow! And okay. we've been talking about her running for different things. She's been the mayor of Yorba Linda. She's wow. city council, and wow. she. She's the first vice president of the Orange County GOP, and she sits on all these commissions and boards, and mm -hmm. you know she knows everything that's going on in this county. Wow. So she told me that she might be running. I said, "Well, if you ever run, you know, I'd mm -hmm. love to manage a campaign." Mm -hmm. So she called and said, "Okay, I'm running." Mm -hmm. You know, so Boom, I done. I love board. it. So awesome. I just I came and just been um, helping her with the. Uh, fundraising and um, meet and greets where mm -hmm. people you know you go to their house and they invite mm -hmm. their neighbors to come in and she comes in and she has this incredible five-minute video telling mm -hmm. about her life mm -hmm. we show the video we serve some cookies and coffee and mm -hmm. she talks to the neighbors because mm -hmm. that's what you need to do mm -hmm. you need to have face-to-face -face. yes absolutely. the party got away from face-to-face -face oh. for many years and everything okay. was about mailers oh. because that's what the consultants wanted because oh. consultants make money off of mailers oh my god that they take a piece of the printing they take a piece of oh the they mailing. get commission yeah they oh, get commission genius. yeah so everybody wanted to do mailers and i you know the reason my candidate is always one mm -hmm. is because i always stuck to the that. old tried and true mm -hmm. knock on the door mm -hmm. say who you are what yeah. you believe in yeah and that's how you get people to vote because yeah. you know you can raise a million millions and millions of dollars mm -hmm. but if people don't know who you are, mm -hmm. yeah, it doesn't you know, matter. That, yeah, exactly. yeah, it's it's the money's great. I totally believe in raising money because you need it. Mm -hmm. 
uh, for some mailing and some, you know, stuff and pay staff and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But um, it's the face to face because mm -hmm. it's not the money who votes. It's the people right. who vote. Yes. And if, so you, right. if you don't know that person, why mm -hmm. the heck are you going to vote for them? Absolutely. Yeah. Because I feel like that when I, when I step in the voting booth, I was like, all these people, I don't even know who they are. Uh, I'm just going to vote uh, on a whim, which probably I shouldn't, but whatever. It's my right as an American. Always vote Republican. Though. All right. So <laughs> that brings me to my next question. So I feel like we know how the Democrats feel all the time because you can't avoid it. Uh, they just, they're like Stanford grads. If if you are in a room with a Stanford graduate, you'll know they went to Stanford. So um, <laughs> go Bears. Uh, so how do you think Republicans are treated in this country? Oh, like crap. Oh, like crap. Can you elaborate? Okay. Yeah. So personal story. I happen to be married to a screaming howler monkey. And a howler monkey is a Democrat. <laughs> Because when you ask them a question, their voice goes up 15 octaves and they want to argue with you because they just, uh, well, we got married, of How course. How did you stay married for so long? 15 That's incredible. years, too. That's yeah. incredible. No, well, the That's first, like, the first uh, yeah. eight years didn't know he was a Democrat. We didn't How did politics. you even? He like, never talked politics with me. He knew that I had been the state director for, the pres for Pat Robertson's presidential campaign. Uh, he knew that. How much more yeah. conservative could I be? And he never discussed it with me. Well, probably smart. Yeah, he needed to get you. So yeah, he and he was busy yeah. working and stuff. Well, then okay. he retired. Mm -hmm. And somehow <laughs> he found MSNBC. And then he found these oh idiots God. called MoveOn.org. Oh and then he became <laughs> the I'm Southern sorry. California Regional Director for MoveOn.org. Oh until they decided that they were a, they had become a, it had been, when MoveOn.org first started, was a uh, bottom-up organization mm -hmm. it became a bottom a top-down organization and that's when he walked away because he said you know i know what's going on i'm not gonna listen to these people but we have the most amazing conversations because mm -hmm. in his he has a man cave they all do mm -hmm. and in that man cave he's got msnbc going 24 7 <laughs> and in my woman cave i have fox and 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 one america and all those good things going on. Right. So when you walk between the two rooms, people get crazy, <laughs> you know. And your, what do your kids think about this? Um, they just stand there and laugh because it's, <laughs> it's they're hilarious. conservative. They're mine. They're conservatives oh, okay. like okay. me, which okay. is wonderful. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So except for my one son, he married a Bernie supporter. So oh my god! But he's kind of he's he's on edge. He, I think he's I think he's a conservative, <laughs> but he doesn't. They don't talk politics. Okay. Because thank God. That's real love. That's real love. It is. I think this, that's pure love, right? It's there. perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. So, um, but, you know, Democrats, every time you ask them a question, they just, they lose it because they cannot talk to you logically. They can, it's, everything's emotion. Mm, emotion. How do I feel? Well, mm. you know, how you feel, how do you feel about paying all these taxes? <laughs> you know, that's something you should be feeling. But they, they don't, they can't give you a logical answer they can't give you something that all it all reverts to attack mm -hmm. and it's all the attacks are all personal attacks mm -hmm. they're not they don't make sense mm -hmm. so what was your question yeah uh, so <laughs> why uh i well yeah what uh okay uh what was yeah what was my question i think that's just hilarious your answer was hilarious i don't remember so um what do you find funny besides democrats what do I it's find hard, funny? I know, right? It's, yeah. Uh, uh, well, I'm 
you know, Lucille Ball. That's I love Lucy. That's my favorite person mm. in the world. What about comedians? I'm a Jerry Seinfeld type oh, okay. comedian person, okay. you know, yeah. and um, his whole his whole group that that you know his little mm -hmm. ensemble. Yeah, I, I liked. Yeah, I, liked I love Seinfeld. He's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's raking in the money. He gets paid every episode, no matter what. So Absolutely he's smart, smart dude. So, do you have any favorite like political jokes? Me political yeah. jokes? Yeah, I'm or, not a joke teller. Okay. What about like situations? Like you find funny. What was like the funniest thing that's happened to you in a campaign or to other people? Oh, well, I could tell you something that happened, but I don't, okay. So I was in West Virginia. Mm -hmm. uh, a friend of mine had been the uh, Jewish liaison to the Reagan White House. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, then he uh, wanted to run for Congress. Mm -hmm. And, um, so he had moved to West, he'd lived in West Virginia. So mm -hmm. he flew me back to West Virginia, my mm -hmm. son and myself, and nanny, mm -hmm. you know, we all went down there for six months. Mm -hmm. So the first Friday night that we were out, out and about down in the cold, he, mm -hmm. he was raining in the cold counties, the oh, wow. poorest people you've ever met in your life. I mm -hmm. mean, you talk about third world, mm -hmm. it is right there yeah. in West Virginia, cold counties. Yeah. And so we're, we're out driving and all of a sudden, it starts getting dark. Now we're in back roads. You know they mm -hmm. don't have lights. They don't have even pavement. Mm -hmm. So we're we're driving along on the way back back to the house, and um, the sun goes down, mm -hmm. and he stops the car, and he says, um, "I can't drive. The sun's coming down." And I said, "Yo, okay, what? What does that mean?" He says, "I'm an Orthodox Jew." And can't I, drive he it. can't drive. Why? Because that's part of their thing. That's what the Torah says about Apparently, driving. Yes, you can't, you can't do anything. You have to, that's why people live near their, their uh, temples because they have to walk on from, sun, from, um, from uh, sundown Friday to sundown Saturday. That's they don't, nuts. they don't do that. Oh so I didn't know that either. Yeah. So yeah. I said, I but, but here's too. the problem, Ben. I have night blindness. Does that mean you can't see? I can't all? see at night. Oh my god! You know, unless there's lights. Right. But there were no lights. It right, was right. pitch black. Oh, wow. So we sat there, and then those days you don't have cell phones, so we sat there. <laughs> <laughs> was this just a ploy to get you? Um, oh god, no! He was married for kids. Oh, okay, down that night. okay, okay. Because <laughs> that's pretty gorgeous. smart. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we basically we basically sat there all the night because we couldn't do anything until the sun. Oh, came you guys up. just just talking? Yeah, just talking wow. and stuff. And as soon as the minute the sun came up came up you know i drove because he still couldn't drive so i drove so how long but did I, you guys talk for that's well that's from sundown and that was in the winter so it was uh you know it's probably we were probably there for seven eight hours wow. yeah that's incredible yeah it was but it was funny as hell without cell phones and like no Instagram? cell phones what? no oh yeah no but this was that's back crazy. in the oh, okay. back in the 80s remember yeah. that's still very intense yeah. For 80s? Because yeah. people had cell phones in the 80s, right? Like huge Did ones. They? Like, well, I mean, I don't know. In no, 90s? I mean, I'm yeah. missing my decades <laughs> up. I'm getting older, guys. So, that and the fact that when I got <laughs> off the plane mm -hmm. and driving to, we were driving to his house, mm -hmm. and I'm looking around, and there's a church on every corner. Mm. Wow. And I said, okay, Ben, you got your vote mm -hmm. and Rebecca's vote, mm -hmm. and probably five or six other Jews that live in West Virginia. Mm -hmm. And what the hell are you going to do for the rest of it? Mm. Because you know, for an Orthodox Jew who, you know, people in West Virginia still think that, you know, Jews crucified Christ, 
it's a stupid thing to run as an Orthodox Jew in West Virginia. And uh, so, but he got, he got 28% of the vote. Hey. Okay. All right. Whatever it takes, right? Whatever it takes. So um, you actually met Trump in person. Yes, so I did. So what would you say it was like, uh, how, how is he actually in person? He is so nice and so sweet and has great skin, by the way. Ooh. He's got peaches and cream type skin. Really? Yeah, oh. I was going to ask him what his routine was, but I didn't have oh. time. Okay. But uh, How did you meet him? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was the coordinator for the Trump campaign for Orange County in LA. Oh my gosh. So please tell us about that. But like, yeah, how was he? What did you guys talk about? And then how, what was it? Well, it was a very short thing. It was, oh. you know, just meeting, that kind of a thing, okay. picture. It was one of, before one of his rallies. Okay. Okay. So, um, you know, we talked, he mm -hmm. asked me what I did. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, when I'm not doing this, mm -hmm. I run a charity, have been running a charity for 25 years mm -hmm. for homeless and low income veterans. Oh, wow. Wow. And uh, he said, well, after the campaign, you got to let me know, because I'd love to have you on the, you know, work with us and veterans. Yeah, yeah, and I said, yeah. that'd be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, ladies, he kissed me on the cheek. Wow. And Was I didn't like ask him to. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you what, mm -hmm. after when I walked out of there and mm -hmm. I told everybody he'd kiss me on the cheek, mm -hmm. everybody's like, can I touch it? Should I touch it? <laughs> like, no, get the fuck away from me. You're not touching my face. And I didn't watch it for like a week. You know? mm -hmm. No, not really. I love it. So, because I, I read Arthur Deal, I know how, like, the way that he thinks. So, like, what would you describe his, like, vibe, like, aura? Like, what? Um, do, do you know what I mean? Just a, like, just, just a very nice person. Mm -hmm. You know how you just meet somebody and mm -hmm. they're just... They just are nice. Mm -hmm. They're just warm and friendly mm -hmm. and nice. And just, I, I was overwhelmed. I mean, mm -hmm. I love his politics, but mm -hmm. I love him. He mm -hmm. is a wonderful human being. Mm -hmm. And there's not a hell of a lot of them in Washington. I work there. There's not a lot of them. <laughs> what do very you, few. What, what do you think of what he's been doing so far? I think, I think you know, they say this uh Promises made, promises kept. Mm -hmm. He has. Mm -hmm. He has tried to to do everything he said. If it wasn't for the damn Democrats, or in the two years that he first got in, that Paul Ryan, who I personally blame for everything, well, for us losing the House, because if if Paul Ryan hadn't been such an asshole and he would have allowed what Trump wanted to get done. We would have everything done and we would not have lost the house. But Ryan hated him so much that he just, you know, kept everything from coming to a vote, kept everything off the floor and just, you know, kind of like Mitch McConnell's doing now, you know, holding up stuff that I know some of the crap that the Democrats have put out is mm -hmm. crap, but there are things <laughs> that need to be passed mm -hmm. and McConnell's holding on to them because I know everybody thinks McConnell's this great guy. I think he's a jerk. Mm -hmm. And I think he personally is holding him. Holding, uh, mm -hmm. I do, do not think he wants Trump to get reelected. Wow. Which is really stupid because his wife is yeah. a Trump appointee. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> but those people uh, are older than God. and They just need to go away anyway. You know what my theory is on Paul Wright? I feel like handsome man can't get anything done. You think he's handsome? Yeah. He yeah. was like prom king or something. Really? Anyways. Yeah. Um, it's not my type. It's about what you do for uh, other people, guys. That's what makes a man. Okay. So, uh, what are what were your thoughts on the election, and what are your thoughts on the upcoming election? I think he's doing great. Mm -hmm. I think if we had just one ounce of help from the damn mm -hmm. media, but we're not going to get it. You know, we can forget that because they're all they're all crazy. 
but they're making too much money off of the hatred. Of course. Yeah. yeah. That's why yeah, they, they, can't they do it. it. Yeah. That's why mm-hmm. I love the fact that yesterday he said, Hey, Bloomberg isn't gonna allow us, is it gonna interview, isn't gonna allow their his people to interview every anybody but Trump. Trump says, You're not coming in and interviewing me then. He's keeping them out. <laughs> he said, You're not coming to my rallies, you're not coming in, I'm not gonna cooperate with you guys. And I love that because you know, screw up. He just doesn't care at all. I love it. So uh what, what advice would you give for younger people to get involved? Because I feel like I'm okay, guys, I'm a reformed uh so okay, I went to UC Berkeley. I was the most liberal of liberals, okay? I was bleeding uh uh blue and gold. But after I started business, I I was like, well, this is not fair. Why do I have to work more and pay the government more? And everything started to make sense. But I still feel like there's a bit of a barrier towards, you know what I mean? Like there's kind of a barrier for younger people to get involved, especially if they're like converts. Like what advice would you give for them? Like, is it okay to go show up to a meeting if you're the youngest person? You are so wrong. Because I would kill to have some people uh-huh. come and help with this campaign. Okay. Okay. I have keep putting things out right. and asking people to come help. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, oh, well, I'm busy and, mm-hmm. you know, I have my own life and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Well, then why do, you, why do you want to get involved in politics if you can't come help? Do you think you it's know? because they don't have their own business so they're chained to be employees and they can't help or? No, I think they're just lazy. lazy. Yeah. I mean, I, okay. So I'm not going to walk any precincts because I'm too damn old. You know, I have bad hips. So what does walking precincts mean? for? But walking a precinct, and that's where we need people. And the young people are the ones, when I was a kid, I used to, I mean, my, my son started, started when he was six weeks old, be pushing Mm -hmm. him in a, you know, a stroller, Mm -hmm. you know, walking precincts, walking precincts is walking up to a house and knocking on the door and saying, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm here representing, you know, Peggy Wong for Congress. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is what the, you know, you give Mm -hmm. you have a little script, maybe a paragraph, you know, Mm -hmm. about what she believes in and he asks Mm -hmm. their vote. Mm -hmm. And if they, you know, slam the door in your face, well, they're not going to vote for her Mm -hmm. or they, you know, they want to ask more questions. And usually you'll have the candidate walking with you. Mm -hmm. So the candidate, so you go ahead and the people say, yeah, we're for him. Then you signal and she comes Mm -hmm. running and she'll go talk to them and you Mm -hmm. go into the next house Mm -hmm. because, you know, you'll be on a block with maybe 10 houses Mm-hmm. And eight of them are not either not interested or not home. Mm-hmm. And so she may have two people on the block to talk to, but those mm-hmm. two people are, they matter. Every mm, vote absolutely. matters. Mm-hmm. So, and Peggy's got a really good philosophy, which I really, really like because it's what we used to do in the old days. Mm-hmm. We didn't have all this, you know, likely voters, unlikely voters, Republican, Democrat, independents. Mm-hmm. First of all, we didn't have independents in those mm-hmm. days, very few. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we talked about it. She's going to, she wants to go to every house, Democrat or Republican, wow. which Amazing. is great. Genius. Because, yeah. That's yeah. The best. Nobody goes to Democrats. Yeah. And that's what we used mm-hmm. to do. And that's how mm-hmm. we used to win because mm-hmm. we used to say, Sweet. well, you're a Democrat. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. can't talk to you. Yeah. yeah. But it's, but Democrats today, they, with everything going to socialism, mm-hmm. there's so many Democrats that yeah. are so upset with the party that are mm-hmm. coming over like to Trump mm-hmm. because you know, you have that AOC whack-em back mm-hmm. there in New York mm-hmm. and, you know, Ilion Omar, whatever her name is, and, you know, and her, she's not even a real Muslim. I mean, how can you be a Muslim having an affair 
that totally goes against the Muslim religion. You know, I mean, it just cracks me up that all these people call themselves things and then they, they're really not it. But um, if you want to get involved, anybody listening, call me, uh, go on our website, www.peggy4congress with the F-O-R, congress.com. And there's a place to volunteer and I'll call you right back. And we'll, you know, get you volunteering because you can, you can volunteer, you can come in here to the office or right here in Irvine and come into the office and, you know, help me do stuff, you know, um, prepare for precinct walks or, you know, make phone calls to people asking them. We just really start making phone calls till January, but in January we want everybody to start making phone calls, asking them to vote for Peggy. And there's so much that you can do to help out. And any, and if it's not Peggy's campaign, you want to work for the Trump campaign, you want to work for, you know, your local city council or school board. We have great school. We have to take back our school boards because, you know, what they're teaching these kids in school is just disgusting. And um, so if you want to get involved, just, just to see what politics are like, join somebody, call somebody, go to a meeting, go to a, you know, go, there's all kinds of young Republicans and teenage Republicans and Turning Point USA is almost on every, every campus. And, and I'm a good friend of Charlie Kirk's who started Turning Point USA and they do amazing things for young people. That's incredible. So um, this kind of brings me to my next question. Like I'm a Chinese female and I think a lot of what the Democratic Party uh, likes to spread is like, I, I feel it's like the Republican Party doesn't care about you because of your gender and your race and you run a campaign for an Asian woman. So like, what are your thoughts to like minority women who may feel uh, maybe unsure about how the party stances on them? Like, what would you, what would you say about that? It's bullshit. Okay. That's plain and simple. It's bullshit. <laughs> how do you feel as a woman working in the party? Okay. So this is 2019. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to 2000, not 2000, 1980. Mm-hmm. There was two women in the Republican party that were doing campaigns. And mm-hmm. I was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a boys club and it was tough. Mm-hmm. And I'll make a plug for my book. Mm-hmm. I wrote a book called the innocent beard, B E A R D innocent, the innocent beard. It's on Amazon mm-hmm. and it will tell you all about politics and what it was like 20 years ago today. Oh my God, it is wide open for women. Mm. I mean, women and minorities and everybody. Now, this was, and I'll be the first to say it, the Republican Party was a good old white boys club. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's old school. Mm -hmm. Today, it's women running things. Mm -hmm. It's it's minorities running things. Mm -hmm. The best thing I would love to be Let's see, black, single, unwed mother. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to find advantages. rich guys there. Huh? They're going to find rich guys who are oh, going to yeah. snap them up. Going to oh, get yeah. a three carat engagement ring, lady. That's what I want. Yeah. Three carat. I never got one of those. I was wanted wood. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, there's great guys. They're 
great guys. But do you feel like, because of the Me Too movement and everything, and then like oh, what Trump was accused of, like, do you feel like women should fear at all for no. that? Or, no, no. That's, that's, there's more, what do you want to call it, uh, touchy-feely, uh, hanky-panky going on in the Democrat Party than mm, there is. You guys heard it here first, here first. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think makes a really great campaign? Because, like, I love your energy, your dedication. Like, you've seen people win, you've seen people lose. Like, what do you think separates, like, I guess maybe the candidates, too. Like, maybe two parts. Like, what separates, like, a great candidate and, like, a great campaign? Well, um, first of all, it's your candidate. Mm-hmm. Other than Michael Huffy, Michael Huffington, Ariana Huffington's husband, who ran for U.S. Senate here in California, I was his deputy finance director. Oh wow, how was that? And it was great. It paid me fifteen thousand a month. I loved it. What? Yeah, I need yeah. to quit this. <laughs> that was yeah. Today's money would be like twenty five thousand right. a month. It was great oh money. Oh my god! And all I just put on parties, but I didn't believe in this guy for a minute. He was. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> I mean, he was paid, but the money was great. <laughs> that was and, and I, I always feel a little bit bad because I've been, I've been real hardcore. If they're not a good conservative, I'm not mm. going to work for them. What's a good conservative in your opinion? In my opinion, someone that's uh, pro-life, mm. which is number one for me, mm. um, that believes in America first. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a nationalist. I'm not a who clicks. But it's like, of course, I mean, what, but why, you're in, why you're, yeah, you're a citizen of this country. Are right. you not supposed to? Like yeah. in China, it's like China number one. We say that all the time. Exactly. Like nobody question it. Question it, you get killed. Anyways, right. Um, but that's, that's, you know, when George Bush Sr. stood up and said that he supported a one world government, he was a one worlder. A lot of people don't remember that speech. Boy, I stuck in my brain because that's when I totally dropped any never never helped with the bush again and never helped bush at all and uh, you know this is the united states i love this country you know people want to go to europe and they want to go here they want to go there you should you should get in your car and drive around the united states i've i have been in every state in the united states and this is the most fantastic most beautiful country with the best people and um we don't, you know, we're not like, when you go to France, they teach you like shit. Or you go to Italy, my sister just came back from Italy, and, and, and geez, they, I mean, they were just so mean and so unhelpful. You don't find that here. You mm-hmm. find people willing to help you. Mm-hmm. Now, if they're not willing to help you, they're not from America to begin with, you know? It's like people in California, you know, people say, oh, Californians are, you know, so stumpy. No, it's because they came from another state. I'm a I'm a fifth generation Californian and wow. we love our state and our country and we'd love to get rid of Newsom. So if anybody wants to help get rid of Newsom, he's number one on our target. But it's uh I forgot the question. Just Me too. This is great. I just, <laughs> just I like you because it's like the best interview is like, you know, I just love your stories and you get absorbed in it. So um can you tell us more about your book? Because um I didn't oh, know book. you wrote a book. Yeah. 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 Um it, it's uh uh, loosely based on my life as a political consultant, campaign uh, campaign manager. Basically, as a uh, I was doing several campaigns at the time, and um, well, don't want to give it all away, but basically, I make got buy it, I got yeah, you got to make them buy. You got to buy I'm, it. I'm gonna put I, it that link on. I got yeah. pregnant, unmarried, and the way I was treated by the party was very bad. I had, I'll tell you this little part of it, because this is the true, 
true start part of the story is that uh, uh, back in the uh, uh, 70s or 80s, I guess it was the early 80s, um, this one person wanted to run for chairman of the state party. And I had just, oh, it was the 80s, because I had just come off the Pat Robertson presidential campaign. So I had, you know, 300,000 volunteers wow. up and down the wow, state wow, of California. Wow, wow, wow. And so he wanted my support. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, this, here's the deal. You got my support. I'll give you my volunteers. I'll help you all I can. But mm -hmm. I want a permanent committee at the state party on family values. Wow. That's incredible. And he promised me that would happen. Mm -hmm. So it happened. Wow. He won. Nice. They put in the committee. And he asked me to be the chair. Mm -hmm. Wow. This horrible little person who worked for a state senator um, told him the, the party chair that if uh, he appointed me chair, mm -hmm. he would bring it up on the floor of uh, of the convention that I had uh, that I had an illegitimate child. What an asshole! Yeah. So this guy, I'm just, just called Jim. Mm -hmm. That's what I called him in the book. Mm -hmm. um, Jim stood up and he said, "Would have been better if she had aborted him." aborted her child you know we have to support people who keep choose to, to you know keep the children and he says well if you want to make that your your issue i will just bring it up on the floor and so he called me and he asked me you know what i wanted to do and i said look jim i said the party is far more important than one person i said just appoint somebody else just let's just make sure that it does oh, stay family values yes very noble and but you know, you don't want to have a fight on the floor, especially the chairman's first time, you know. But I got okay. that guy in the end. I got him. You'll read it in the book. I All got right, it. Let's get the book. But get the book, guys. That's this is so fascinating. So um what advice would you give to um let's break it into two parts. Younger Democrats who could change your minds and just uh younger Republicans in general. What would you say to them? Well, as far as Democrats go, you really, really need to listen to what the Democrats are selling you these days, because socialism is not part of the American way. Mm -hmm. You know, it's great to say free education. It's great to say free health care. It's great to say free this, free that. But who the fuck is going to pay for it? Mm -hmm. You know, that's really, Medicare takes a big chunk already out of people's pockets. Mm -hmm. And it's going to get worse because there's more of us than there are of you guys. And you are going to be paying, you, you are going to be paying for my $900 a month or $1,300, whatever I get. And there's only so much of that you can pay. Mm -hmm. So when you try to start, to start talking about education, I'm all for them doing one thing with education mm -hmm. is taking away nonprofit status of all these universities that do nothing but build buildings. And you're right. <laughs> they build buildings and they pay these. Elizabeth Warren was making $400,000 for teaching one class. Are you fucking wow. kidding me? Really? This is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. These teachers are so overpaid. These are professors. Mm -hmm. My, my sister has, seven girls and like three or four of them were teachers and she's a teacher, husband's a teacher, blah, blah. And they always complain about how much money they make. They're all making around a hundred grand a year, mm -hmm. which ain't bad money. Mm -hmm. 
but compared to the work they do mm -hmm. compared to a professor who teaches one class mm -hmm. and makes you know 10 times that much money mm -hmm. it's ludicrous mm -hmm. it's ludicrous and so for the democrats to keep talking about more free education well let's how about we restructure the education mm -hmm. yes you know mm -hmm. and and i'm all for everybody getting as much education mm -hmm. as they want absolutely mm -hmm. um peggy had a good idea about student loans mm -hmm. Her idea is that if you um, take out a student loan, then you get a job and your boss wants to give you a raise or give you a bonus, mm -hmm. uh, you have the option of either pay, taking that bonus mm -hmm. and putting it towards your student loan tax-free. Nice. Or, you know, you take the bonus, mm -hmm. but then you still have your, your student loans, you know, killing you. Right. And the employer would also not have to pay taxes on that. Oh, okay. So it's a win-win yeah, for absolutely. employer, employee. It's also a win-win for the government because we have these student loans. Mm -hmm. So, and another thing, I was in vocational education for many years mm -hmm. when people like Obama came out and said, oh, everybody needs to have a college degree. Why? Yeah. Why? Where's the plumbers coming from? Where's mm -hmm. the electricians coming from? Mm -hmm. You know? You can have a PhD, but you sure as you, you don't know how to fix a toilet. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm really, really, you know, they used to teach all this stuff. When I was in high school, they used to teach shop and stuff and home ec mm -hmm. and how to balance a fucking checkbook and how to do that stuff. They don't teach that stuff anymore. And that's really a shame. They're so busy teaching people about sex. They forgot the real reason that they're there. You mean there's no five genders? That's yeah, what gender? No, there's 72. Oh. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I went to public school, guys. Stay away from public schools. Um, but uh, for young Democrats, I'm just asking you just read, don't listen. <laughs> read, yeah, what yeah it's good. I'm, I'm laughing not because of it's, it's good, but it's, but it's Tom. You're right. Sorry. Well, it's Go on ahead. the computer. Yeah, read, on, read the yeah. computer. <laughs> but but listen, you know, it's what I do every night. I watch a couple hours of fox or i listen mm -hmm. to fox if i'm driving who's your around. favorite on fox oh uh what's his name carter Car not carter a guy at five o'clock i don't watch tv so oh sorry. okay well the guy go figure it out I, I, they it know out. who he is yeah it's a guy he's always always in trouble but i i really like him <laughs> is he always mad all the time no that kind of maybe but he's really good okay we'll and figure it out okay. figure out his name i i'm you know this is the thing about getting old people, your brain goes to mush. But what I do is I watch Fox and I watch NBC, uh, MSNBC, even though I can't stand Rachel Maddow, I want to I mm -hmm. jump through the mm -hmm. TV and punch her. Mm -hmm. But I listen to different opinions mm -hmm. and then form my own. Mm -hmm. And you know, if you listen, you listen to the right, you listen to the left, mm -hmm. you know, find out what you believe in, mm -hmm. not just what everybody tells you. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm a Democrat, so I have to believe all this bullshit. Mm -hmm. I'm a Republican, yeah. I can believe all this. No, I don't. Mm -hmm. I can believe whatever I want to believe. I'm an American. Right. I can believe what I want. Hell yeah, America. Exactly. Yeah. So, for and I say the same thing to young Republicans. Mm -hmm. Read, find out who you are, find out what you believe in, not what you're taught. You know, mm -hmm. the, if you go through the uh, Republican platform, I don't believe all the bullshit that they got in there. And same thing with the Democrat platform. Mm -hmm. And some things in Democrats should be Republicans, some Republicans should be Democrats, yes. or whatever it is, remember that we are a republic, not a democracy. Mm -hmm. We are a republic. Mm -hmm. And 
And we need to remember that. And we are not a socialist state. They want socialism. Europe's full of them. Communists, go, oh, go yeah. to the, the Far East. Mm-hmm. You want socialism, go to Europe. But get the fuck out of our country <laughs> and stop telling us how to run our country because we've just been real happy here for a long time. I love that. So can you tell us more about, like, before uh, we learn how to work with you, like, can you tell us more about, like, Peggy Huang and, like, what she's about so that if you're in uh, Orange County, please vote for her. But can you just tell us briefly, like, what she's, what she's about? Peggy came over here when she was uh, seven years old from Taiwan. Um, she went to University High School in Irvine. Um, her, she came here, couldn't speak a word of English. She learned it. She um, went on to stamp, not stamp. She went to uh, Berkeley. Berkeley. Oh, go Bears. Yeah, oh my yeah. God. There's she so many connections. But she's always been a Republican and she's, and she became a citizen as soon as she could. Um, and uh, her parents wanted her to, uh, you know, to do whatever she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And law is something wow. she was always very interested in. Mm-hmm. So she went to law school. And during, um, during her uh, internship, mm-hmm. she found a lot of women, uh, domestic violence. Mm-hmm. She, it really became an issue with her helping, mm-hmm. helping women and trafficking. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, she also found that there were a lot of people that didn't know how to speak, um, a Legalese? No. The can- Cantonese. Cantonese. Oh, okay. Cantonese. What's the other one? Mandarin? Mandarin. Oh, okay. Her Mandarin really kind of sucked. Mm-hmm. So she went to Taiwan to learn for Mandarin. a year oh my just God. to learn Mandarin. Dedication. Yes. Holy shit. Oh because she God. wanted to bring it back to help, help wow. the women here. Mm-hmm. And so while she was there, she was involved with a, an organization that helped uh, with trafficking, with wow. trafficking mm-hmm. girls, actually. Yeah. She was assigned to one girl. She was five years old. Mm-hmm. And she was trafficked. Wow. Can you believe her parents that's, sold her into, into, so into that? It's Oh, it's heartbreaking, things she tells you. And um, she came back, and she um, has been involved with an organization um, for the last uh, 20 years. And uh, she's president of the board of the uh, directors for the LifeStep Children and Family Services that helps Asian families. Wow. Um, she's been a commissioner on the first five Orange County Children and Families Commission, and uh, she's prosecuted those who abuse and neglected children in the facilities licensed by the California Department of Social Services, and a total advocate against domestic violence and child abuse. And here's something that personally hit me. I'm a foster parent. Oh, wow. And she introduced a bill years ago uh, into law that all foster children have their own independent counsel. Wow. And that really helped my foster son because it was him and his uh, two sisters. And I felt that he needed to be, you know, they also would keep families together. Mm-hmm. But in this case, they were, the children were like seven years apart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He had always been the parent mm-hmm. because his mother was mentally ill and alcoholic and blah, blah. She mm-hmm. passed away. Mm-hmm. So he had always been, the, he'd never been a child. Wow. So I felt that he needed to have his own life. Right. So he advocated to the judge mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. He was able, his, his lawyer advocated that we split him up. Mm-hmm. So the two girls were with another family who 
really, really wanted them anyway. Right. And we only live four, four miles apart. Wow. And the kids see each other all the time. But he has his own room. He has more electronic equipment than has ever been invented. <laughs> we got him a dog. You know, we've had him now for eight years. Wow. He just graduated okay. from UCI Culinary wow. School. Congrats. Yeah. That's and he paid incredible. for it himself. Wow. He wanted to pay for it himself. Incredible. Because he's been working at McDonald's since, you know, got out of high school. Mm-hmm. So he spent two years there and now he works at another place and he's going to be a chef. Wonderful. Yeah, he's great. Makes Ladies, is he single? Oh, yes, he's single. Ladies, he's single. He's, uh, contact us. Turning uh, 21 in March. All right, ladies. Very uh, Hit us in the inbox. So um, thank you so much. And he's this. a conservative. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> the best part, most important part. So how can we work with you? If um, we're you know, in politics, we want to be able to work with you. How can we find you online or you know, get in touch with you? Um, you can go to... Um, well, whatever my, you feel comfortable. My, my yeah. e- no, no, my email is D, D-E-E, at Peggy for congress.com do you have another email yes in my case other e- this, this yeah. in- interview lives in infamy yeah. and, you know. yes if you want to catch me outside of campaigning um it's d d e e keep it simple d at veterans with an s outreach oc.org perfect well thank you so much it's been such a hilarious educational amazing interview i just wish more interviewers like you well thank um, you this has yeah. been fun thank I- you so much yeah i appreciate it i hope to have you on future podcasts to come i really appreciate that